0: Welcome to episode 7 of the Out of Ink podcast with myself, B. Baron Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Welcome
1: back, Molly. We made it back from the honeymoon. We made it to the honeymoon and the car <laughs> survived. Did you have a lovely honeymoon? we did yeah it was good it was relaxing the drive there was okay the drive back wasn't that relaxing because it felt like every car charger in the country (laughs) wasn't going to work it was really stressful but we made it
0: i've been so jealous molly has just been sending me throughout her honeymoon photos of the sea or little voice clips of just seaside noises (laughs) and this just it's lovely but I've been very jealous.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's helped you because I was on holiday. I think you thought you might be on holiday too. Mm. It's not helped your motivational productivity. And now I'm back. I'm also just like zero motivation, zero productivity.
0: Yeah, I did use you being on a honeymoon as an excuse for maybe me just having a bit of a relaxed week at work
1: which is ridiculous but there you go i know wow it's nice it's catching isn't it really i honestly feel since i've got back i came back because we talked about it in the taking time away podcast i set myself a goal to like achieve by a certain date to have engraved all my Mm. blocks and that goal was last tuesday and I still, it's a week later and I still haven't done everything. I just can't, I can't work. I'm, I'm incapable of doing anything right now.
0: But I think it was just a really overly ambitious goal. And you have done quite yeah. a few blocks. So you just need to manage your expectations and it is fine and you will get it all done. I believe in you.
1: Thank you. I'm just so, my brain is on holiday still. <laughs> so if
0: I sound really relaxed today, that's fine. When Molly came back, she said, I'm ready to retire now. <laughs> Honestly, I can't be
1: bothered to do anything. Like, the thought of... I used to be a really ambitious person and I always wanted to achieve the next thing with my business. And at the moment, I'm just like, no. I just want to lie in the garden. I just
0: think it's a weird time at the moment. I think everyone's feeling like that, whether they've been on honeymoon or not, really. Mm, Yeah, it is an odd time. Go on, then. What was your favourite memory from the honeymoon?
1: Favourite memory was having a barbecue with a sea view, and toasting the leftover marshmallows from the wedding. Oh, that's nice. That was a good moment, with a bit of champagne. Lovely. It was nice. That
0: sounds nice. Yeah, the low moment was when
1: it rained for a few days on end, (laughs) but we won't talk about that. Oh, that just adds a bit of atmosphere to
0: the whole thing, I think.
1: We were sat there thinking, we could start going home now. We knew we had two days' travel to get home, and we were it was a couple of days from the end of the holiday, and we were like, we could leave, but then we just thought we'd regret it once we got home, and realised we were back yeah, to normal. You made the right decision. So we stuck. I can't out. leave our
0: honeymoon
1: early. That would have looked really bad, and it? it would have been weird. Yeah. But we did think it. It was. It could have happened. I feel like I've seen you a lot recently. Be in the last four days, I've spent two of those days with you.
0: It's really. It's. It's a real treat, isn't
1: it? It is, well I think I've just become, I've realised I do have a car and even though you live like over an hour away, I can drive to you and
0: that's been a bit of a revelation. Yeah, a lovely revelation and now I expect you to be here kind of two days out of four for the rest of time, please. Okay, I'll
1: work (laughs) on that. I wouldn't get much work done.
0: Oh, it has been lovely having you here and Margot has thoroughly enjoyed when Winnie's been here as well. Yeah, it's been nice. Basically,
1: we've been mentioning quite a few times in the podcast that B and her extra wedding (laughs) means that she's been making a thousand paper cranes and it is time now to get them all strung up, ready for hanging. (laughs) And we have done... We've done like
0: now. I think we've done. Oh, so I counted today how many we did yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I think we did nineteen. So that means we're on around
1: seven hundred cranes
0: out of a thousand. That's really good. Not bad. No,
1: that's really good.
0: Yeah, it was a bit intense. Me and Molly were really good team. So Molly was stringing them all up, and I was there with the glue gun, going boop 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 on every single one, and it was great. (laughs) It was really good. Still took six hours that first <laughs> day, though. Yeah. It
1: was really, and we were really rushing, and we still barely did anything.
0: Sorry and thank you. Don't really know what I'd do without you. I,
1: I honestly feel like I've just got married, got back from my honeymoon, and now I'm getting married again. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much wedding chat going on. And taking you to your wedding dress fitting, it was like it all came flooding back, mm. and I honestly just feel like weddings are part of my life now.
0: That was lovely as well. And bearing in mind that Molly has so much driving anxiety, she just texted me and she was like, I'm driving you to your fitting. I am your wedding chauffeur for the day. It was so nice.
1: Yeah, but then you might have regretted that when I started having parking anxiety (laughs) and you had to get out the car and help me. (laughs) Honestly, we could do our whole podcast on driving anxiety because we're both just a bundle of
0: nerves in the car. Mm, We are. Um, Also, apologies to anyone who's listening uh, that we are talking about weddings again. Yeah. Okay.
1: We should stop now. We're going It's gonna be forever. We're gonna be talking about weddings forever. Well, probably until October. <laughs> October. You're getting married in August. I know, but
0: there'll be then there'll be the honeymoon chat for mine, and then oh, we can okay. reflect on the year in September about how we're now <laughs> married. By October, we'll move to Christmas. I promise. Yeah. By then, we've we'll lost all our listeners. So. <laughs> when Molly came to visit, we had a little, a slight hiccup with the cranes in that uh, Molly broke my brand new glue gun by not letting me charge it for three hours. (laughs) So we had to, we had to improvise. (laughs) And the improvisation was uh, taking Molly on her first ever trip to a shop called Proper Job, which for anyone who doesn't know, I think is probably a West Country thing. It's a bit like the equivalent of a very, very cheap B&Q or, like, Trago Mills.
1: No one will know what Trago Mills is unless they live in the southwest. <laughs> I
0: reckon it's, it's a
1: DIY store. It's like um yeah, it's cheap like B&M B&Q. Bargains for the yeah. people up north. Yeah. And for the people in America, it's a DIY store. Yeah. Well, maybe they call it something else I don't know.
0: Anyway, Molly had never been before... And we had to go and panic buy a glue gun. And uh, I think Molly's got... (laughs) Molly should uh, take it over from here and tell you what happened when we arrived. Well, we walked in and
1: then B somehow made best friends with this elderly gentleman at the door because... She said, oh no, you go ahead. And then instead of walking ahead, he stopped for about 10 minutes, put his face mask on and have a chat. Oh, first of all, we both had Winnie and Margo in tow, so they're allowed in the shop. So we had a dog each as well. And then we were wandering around the store trying to find the £1.99 glue gun or whatever it was, £2.99. Very cheap. I But there was cheapest glue gun and it, I mean, it, it is
0: awful. awful. It's, it's yeah. worth £1.99.
1: <laughs> anyway, we couldn't find it. B was asking the shop assistant where we could find it. And then the man started shouting at me, you're a dog lover. And I tried to ignore him because I just thought, I don't really think I do want to get in a conversation with you. <laughs> and then he just did keep shouting at me, you're a dog lover. So wait a minute, dog lover. So I turned around <laughs> because he was just quite demanding. And then he held his walking stick up. So the end of it was like in front of my face and said touch the end of my stick and I did and I looked at this stick and I thought that's so dirty because it has been all over the pavement and also we're in a pandemic and I said I don't want to touch the end of your stick (laughs) (laughs) which he was a bit offended by and he said no put your hand under it so I put my hand under the stick and then some are they called love hearts yeah yeah some sweets fell into my hand and um he said there you go I I like to give these sweets to children and so he obviously thought I was a child and it was just awful and they just sat on my dining table because I want to eat them but I don't trust them
0: (laughs) oh and then I tried to make Molly look round the rest of the shop because I wanted to show her proper job and she was like no 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 we need to leave we need to leave now please I thought he would have cost me again I just needed to
1: get out I couldn't cope because he was just wandering around and I didn't feel like I wanted another conversation with him
0: oh it was so funny
1: you've just got to be careful of people like that giving out sweets to random people I just feel
0: slightly offended that I befriended him but he gave you the sweets (laughs)
1: yeah because I looked like the child
0: and then we did go and get
1: um alcohol and then I got ID'd so basically I was looking very young this week (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you're my child i'm not sure if that reflects worse on me that i look old enough to have yeah. a, <laughs> a 27 <laughs> year old wait are you 28 i'm 28 and i get id it's oh. not good is it well i'm i'm apparently hang on how old would i have to be if if you were my 28 year old no daughter? because i'd
1: be i'd be under 18 because they're IDing me oh okay so you would probably at minimum be 32 so it's not too bad.
0: Okay, well, that's not too bad. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it reflects worse on you. i take it back. <laughs> shall we jump into the anxiety scale for this week?
1: We shall, and I'm going to let you go first because, well,
0: you'll see why. The thing with this anxiety scale is I just know we're going to disagree. <laughs> Not that we usually agree on anxiety scales. Okay, the theme for this week is curry. Yeah,
1: I didn't choose this, by the way.
0: Number 10, which is best non-anxious day ever. I've got a very obscure friend. Of course you yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. oh, my god, are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to Just like a French rich- curry, she's found a French curry.
0: No, so I was feeling really lost with this anxiety scale because obviously I can't I can't mention France. I mean, what's a girl to do? No. I'll get real now. <laughs> Number 10 on the scale is boona, a boona. And because I'm pescatarian, I have all curries usually with paneer because paneer's delicious. So that's 10. You might as well be speaking another language. I don't know what boona is <laughs> and I don't know what paneer is. <laughs> Paneer. Paneer's a really nice cheese, but they use it in curries. Oh, you've been talking about that. We'll make that for you next time you come. And then Boona's just a really nice sauce, but you wouldn't like it because it's got... Is it spicy? Well, it's not really spicy, but I mean, it's not a korma. Okay, cool. Carry on. Hey, don't
1: give away my best curry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number one, so super anxious on the, this day. Don't you dare. Vindaloo. Okay. But... I mean, it was close. I I asked Adam his opinion on this, and he said it would either be the world's most spiciest curry, which I think is a vindaloo or a Jalfrezi, or a korma. So, yeah, it was close. But I chose vindaloo because today I'm a korma. Oh, okay, that would be a two then, surely. It's a three. Sorry. Not sorry. So the thing is, right, when I was younger, I only ever ate korma. Yeah, but you were a child. I, yeah, exactly. And I feel yeah. like you mature out of Korma and you grow... You, you grow and your your taste buds mature and you go, <sighs> OK, everyone. I'm going to branch out. So, sorry, Molly. That's why Korma is a three. OK, well... Go on then, talk us through yours. I just can't wait.
1: I so nearly messaged you before this, and said, can we choose another anxiety scale? Because I was <laughs> so confused and I just thought, I don't have anything to say here. So, it took me until... I think I had a curry when I was about nine. I don't really remember it. But then it took me until I was about 25 to have my first adult curry. Because I just said, I don't like curries, I don't like curries. And then Sam finally persuaded me and we had our first ever curry. Was it a korma? It was a chicken korma back when I <laughs> ate meat. And I thought, this is the best thing ever. So I was converted then. I said, I love curry, but I don't like trying new things and I don't like change so ever since then I've always had a korma and then I did change to a vegetable korma (laughs) so basically my number 10 my best ever day is a is a vegetable korma that's so boring isn't
0: it I mean I just like how
1: it's sweet and it's not spicy I just love it so good and then for my worst day ever and I actually seeing as you're the curry expert between us two you got a fact wrong earlier because the Spiciest curry in the world is a fowl.
0: Oh, that's what he said that is what mm. he said.
1: yeah and i I hate lamb. I always used to have a pet sheep and I also hate the taste, so I'm having a lamb fowl curry. I never mm. had it, but I just know I wouldn't like it because no. honestly, a mild thing for me is too spicy, <laughs> so no I wouldn't that would just be I couldn't eat that. Beautiful. And then today, I'm a chicken tikka, which I believe is the most popular
0: curry in the UK. So when I was transitioning from Korma mm. to, you know, a more exotic world of curries, I tried chicken tikka next. I, so I don't think that's spicy because I would have been eating that when I was sort of 13, 14. That's when I grew out of Korma. So I, I would rate that quite highly because it's nice. So I will rate that as a six. Yeah, it's a three.
1: because when I was at secondary school, in the vending machines, there used to be, like, meal deals in a vending machine. They barely Mm. ever opened. You'd put your money in, and normally it would just eat your money, and you'd go hungry. But sometimes (laughs) you could get a chicken tikka sandwich out. So chicken tikka sandwich between white bread, and I thought it was the best thing ever, and I ate it every day for about a year, and I can't even look at chicken tikka, and it's been 16 years, and it's still the worst thing ever for me. Chicken tikka can stay out my life forever because I overdid it.
0: Oh, you got the ick for the chicken tikka, basically.
1: Maybe next time we'll move away from a food anxiety scale, but we really can't promise anything.
0: If you've got any suggestions for uh, themes for anxiety scales, mm. do message either of us because we have a list, but honestly, it's mostly food. <laughs> Obsessed. In fact, I said to Molly earlier we should do a chocolate bar scale and she just looked at me like, that's food. <laughs> It's a bit less food, though, isn't it? More of a snack. Hmm. Anyway, suggestions welcomed. Yes, please. All right, then, Molly, what's the topic for today? The topic is jealousy. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. I have so much to say. <sighs> We've had many discussions about this, haven't we, in the past? Oh, just over the last year, yeah. mm we're always jealous of people.
0: Yeah, we are. Would you like to dive straight into the questions? Yeah, that'd be good. As always, thank you if you've sent a question in. They are all anonymous. We'll answer as many as we can get through in the time. And we really appreciate you sending them in. Okay, question one. How do you keep your jealousy from stopping your creativity?
1: Hmm. I feel like it's a balance between you're so jealous... You can't work because you're just so anxious thinking you're not good enough. And also being jealous and then it's spurring you on to be better and try and, like, keep up with that person.
0: Mm. It is easy for it to stop you being creative because, for me, if I see something and I think, that's so lovely, it can lead you to thinking, that's so lovely, I couldn't do anything better, so Mm. what's the point? You're right, you do have to think the opposite and think, that's really lovely, but I should use that and force myself to then create something equally as nice or even better all the time i go on
1: instagram every day and there's a piece of artwork and i'm like i wish i'd come up with that and then all you can think of when you try and come up with a piece of art is their piece of art But so you know you can't do it because it's theirs but you're like i would i might have had that idea if i'd just had more time i know i think every single creative person feels like that so you're not alone there just rolling around in jealousy all day <laughs> i think if being jealous of other people is stopping you being creative and being productive. Wherever you're finding that jealousy, whether it's in a peer or more likely on social media, step away from social media, don't go on it that day, and just focus on yourself and focus on your work because mm. it's not helping you. Jealousy, as I said, can be good in spurring you on, but if it's stopping you from working, you need to step away from what's making you feel jealous.
0: Also, if there's a particular person whose work is triggering you to feel really bad about yourself, then you could just temporarily um, turn off being able to see their stuff. Yeah, you can mute them.
1: Yeah. But if it's in real life, say you're at university or something and you sit next to them, you can't exactly move, can you? (sighs) what are you meant to do then
0: basically we we wish we knew the answer to this because i think we both suffer from it and i think you have to just try and have faith in what you're doing and know that everyone's on their own little creative journey okay question number two i see people buying followers and i'm still jealous even though i know i'm doing it right oh my god i keep getting annoyed by this so some people have a hundred thousand followers
1: and then you go on their posts and they have like eighty likes, so you know those followers aren't real or they've bought them. But now the likes are turned off; you don't know who's bought followers and who's got legitimate ones.
0: I don't know if this is a silly question, but how do you buy followers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you see those adverts everywhere that's like buy followers? I'm guessing you just reply. No, don't
0: I've you never, get spam? ever ever no. So what? how does it work? Are they real people? Are they bots? I'm wondering if it's like they
1: hack into code and just move real accounts over. I don't know. I guess a lot of them are bots.
0: I have a real problem with this, because if it's not people who are actively choosing to follow an account, yes, your number of followers is going to go up, but your number of interaction, engagement, sales, like that's not going to change yeah. because it's not a real following. So what, what's the point? Are you doing it just so you look good with your number?
1: I think it's status. It's status Mm. and also you get the swipe up link if you buy enough to get to 10,000. Everyone wants a swipe up link.
0: That's true.
1: (laughs) I remember that.
0: I remember that so
1: clearly. I do think it's weird now because I haven't got my likes turned off because I haven't got that option other than doing it manually on each post yet. But a lot of people have their likes turned off. So you just can't tell if they're legitimate or
0: if they're just fake. I wonder how this person knows because because they're saying they're seeing people doing it and how do they stop feeling jealous I would just say that you you shouldn't feel jealous of that because if you've got a following and it's real and it's real people and they're engaging with you and they're you know loving what you're doing that is way more valuable than just paying for 10,000 followers
1: and you've got to think someone that's spending real money to buy fake followers they're not going to be a happy person they're going to be uh, insecure and self-conscious and uh, yeah it's not a healthy thing to be doing so you got to understand that
0: so the next podcast when I have miraculously kind of shot up <laughs> to 50,000 followers yeah it's all me it's all real okay no suspicions there
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll forward those spam emails I get about buying followers if you're interested
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay next question I often see other disciplines and question my own as I feel jealous of other styles. Do you find this? I think this is a really interesting question. Mm. Um, Because I always think, oh, wood engraving, that looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Look what Molly's doing. Yes, I could do that. No, I actually think that it looks like real hard work. And uh, we've discussed this before. You have to have... A real patience for Mm. what you do don't you because with me with digital illustration it is a bit of an instant I mean I'm not saying it doesn't take me a long time to draw things because obviously it does but it is more instant yeah
1: you could have an idea in the morning and kind of have it sketched up by the evening possibly finished and I would be like give me five weeks
0: which is why I could never be a wood engraver I don't think because I just don't have the patience I need instant (laughs) results
1: but isn't that good that you're happy in your medium you're not looking at another medium and going oh I want to do that it's making me think that the person that wrote that question maybe they should explore a bit more you don't have to stick with one medium if you want to do like I love ceramics and I have tried ceramics and I'm awful at it but I look at that and I just I just love them but if you're seeing other mediums that you're really interested in go explore them I used to do
0: a lot of textile art by that I mean I had like a freehand needle and I did lots of drawing with it and I loved it so much I used to draw so much with it and there was a point where I thought I really wanted to pursue textiles I just didn't really know how to make a career out of it I don't think and now I'm so busy with my drawing that I hardly ever get my sewing machine out but it's something that I do often think oh that would be quite fun to just revisit
1: yeah but I often think when you look at a Artist's career, they're not doing the same things throughout. They might do something for five years and then do something else. So, just because you haven't done it in a while doesn't Mm. mean you won't do it again. But I do think if you're feeling really jealous of lots of different mediums or like a specific few, you should go and try them.
0: Mm. Because, like, you might not have found your thing. You're going to encourage a whole new generation of wood engravers now. Well, I just think if you're feeling jealous of someone, it might be
1: because they're doing something that you'd quite like to do and and Mm. you should.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with trying something new. So, do you feel like you'd like to try something? I know you've just said about ceramics, but
1: um, I love the idea of lithography, stone lithography. What's that? It's um, you draw onto stone. Could get this wrong. <laughs> Someone can correct me. Um, mm. And it's a, it's like drawing onto stone. It's a printmaking technique. It's a really mm. old on. Uh, the newspapers used to be printed with lithography, but I don't know, they obviously didn't draw them out. I clearly don't know much about it. And etchings. I love etchings. I've mm. done one once, and I'd love
0: to do that. I did etching at uni. I did enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I'd like to do that. And then also, I can never make a nice-looking collagraph, but I see other people's, and I'm really jealous of them. And mono printing. I like printmaking, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I was a printmaker, like, just general printmaker before i did Mm. wedding bathing i
0: think i would also really like to do ceramics but the problem with ceramics is if you don't have all the equipment which you're not going to it's Mm. just impossible to to just do little bits here and there isn't it it's too much of an investment to go and buy a kiln yeah so it's it's not that accessible. So I guess if you are going to try new things, you want to start small and work your way up. Probably you could do a
1: day course. So in in the summer, lots of universities run day courses in different techniques that they normally teach in the year. You can look into that. I honestly mm. think if you can try loads of stuff, because I thought I was just a general printmaker before I tried wood engraving, and it was going on a course that made me realise that. So mm. don't be jealous. Join in. That's my advice.
0: Yeah, I second that.
1: And when you become famous in your new medium, you can uh, give us some money.
0: (laughs) Would you like to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Okay, next question. Do you ever feel guilty or embarrassed of being jealous of someone else in your field?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a post on this in November. It had been eating me up inside, the amount of jealousy I was feeling... And I felt so shameful. I felt, I have so much to say on this. Basically, <laughs> I was so ashamed of how I was feeling. I thought I was a really bad person. It was like I was wishing bad things on people by not wanting them to succeed. And I just felt awful about myself. First of all, I was jealous. And then I thought you're a terrible person as well.
0: I don't think, I don't think being jealous makes you a terrible person. Everyone gets jealous of all sorts of things. And it's just human nature. You can't stop it. Well, that's kind of what...
1: So I posted this on my Instagram because I thought this is eating me up inside. So I posted that I was really jealous of, like, everyone and then said it made me feel like a bad person. And then most people commented saying they felt the same. And then we all talked about it, and I think it helped loads of us, to be honest, because hmm. it it was like a, a secret... Like, I was outwardly looking supportive, and then inwards I felt I was, like, a
0: really nasty person. It was really brave of you to share that, and as you say, I'm sure it helped loads of other people, because they probably all thought, I'm feeling exactly the same, but it's just a really hard thing to admit. It's so much easier to to cheer people on than to be like, "Mm, I want to be you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there were a few conversations about that going on for a while last year. And it annoyed me that sometimes I'd be talking to people about, so this was on comments, so it's public, so people could jump in and I'd be saying how I felt and they'd be saying how they felt and we'd be discussing jealousy and then people would jump in and go, you should just be raising people up, you know, you should be wanting people to succeed, there's room for all of us. Which I definitely understand because they're coming from a different viewpoint because they're of a different personality that maybe isn't so sensitive and doesn't get jealous.
0: Yeah, I think this is a bit controversial, but say I mean and it's a bit negative as well. But when you say there's room for everyone at the top, like in a way there is and in a way there isn't because everyone can't succeed. I just don't think that's how things work. It's it is such tricky subject, I guess. Like
1: I just think people don't understand. You can't think beyond your own mindset. So I think, oh, everyone must be jealous. But then I realise lots of people aren't and then they don't understand why I get jealous.
0: But do you think those people are jealous and they're just sort of lying to themselves? Or do you really think some people just don't feel jealousy?
1: I think some people are just really, really positive, confident. I think they're
0: confident people. Well, we need to get one of these people on as a guest and (laughs) ask them how they do it.
1: They didn't mean to cause upset by jumping in and Mm. saying, you should support everyone. But they couldn't compute the amount of jealousy, I think, most people feel. And if you're confident in yourself, you've got all the confidence you need, you're happy in what you're doing, you're gonna not feel jealous, are you? Because you're just so comfortable where you are you don't want any more want any less whereas if you're sensitive and you feel vulnerable and you're not confident you're gonna feel jealous because you're gonna feel threatened by other people's success Mm.
0: I think Instagram has had a real effect on jealousy I don't think I I really was that jealous before discovering a whole world of all these like really talented makers on Instagram but I think it's really important to remember that Instagram is somebody's personal highlight reel and it's Mm. somebody sharing what they want you to see from their life and they're probably not showing you everything and they're not showing you things that are making them miserable or sad they're showing you things that are going to make you jealous because that's what social media is about in a way it is, a, is yeah. a place to show off the best side of yourself so you kind of have to remember that when you're feeling really jealous and thinking oh that person has perfect life or that person has perfect business because in reality they probably don't but that's what yeah. they're trying to show you
1: Well, when we were younger, say, even when we were in our early teens, we didn't have thousands and thousands of people to compare ourselves against. Mm. And... It's just a whole new world that everyone is trying to navigate through. People haven't felt this way before. People are jealous of people's lives, families, bodies, artwork, careers.
0: And they're jealous of people they don't even know. So they really don't know anything about the person other than what they are seeing on their social media pages. You can't really base a jealousy on that.
1: Yeah, and also you're more likely to be following people with bigger accounts because they're more likely to pop up in front of you. So you're seeing, mm. like, the best of the best. You're seeing the most popular Instagram pages. You're not seeing someone who's, you know, just starting out and has got 20 followers and is just working out how to do something. You're you're seeing people with thousands of followers that have been doing it for years.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. It is a difficult one, but I don't think that you should be embarrassed. I think you, I don't think you should ever be embarrassed of being no. jealous because I just think that, and I know you're saying that not everyone feels jealous, but I think even those really confident people, I think there's a little part of them somewhere <laughs> that they might not share with the world, but I think they're still jealous of some aspect of someone's life in some in some element. Or well, can we just not compute what it's like to be
1: confident? <laughs> no honestly I really I really believe that if you don't feel any jealousy and you never have please email us we want to hear from you
0: do you mostly compare yourself to other people who use the same techniques as you or do you just compare yourself to everyone making art I probably think that more so people doing similar thing to me because those are the people you're going to probably be more jealous of or feel more threatened by because they are mm. trying to sell similar things to you. So I think it makes sense to be more jealous of someone in your discipline.
1: I do think you're right. It's like entwined with being threatened because there's people in the world that you will know about I don't know, people in fashion, people in other careers that you're not jealous of. They're at the top of their career and you're not jealous. But mm. it's people that are threatening you and your livelihood. That like In your brain, you're thinking they're threatening you. Yeah. They're probably not.
0: It's like survival of the fittest, isn't it, really? You're thinking, oh, no, that person's going to come and steal all my income with their amazing talent they're probably not but that's probably where the jealousy stems from
1: definitely i really struggle with seeing other wood engravers work on instagram (laughs) i definitely do when I started wood engraving, I don't remember seeing many uh, wood engravings on Instagram. And I remember posting, and everyone was going, What's this medium? That's not <laughs> Lino. And I think because there weren't loads <laughs> of wood engravers on Instagram at that time, I was getting all the questions. And I thought, Oh, here, I've got like a. Yeah, you found a niche. Yeah, I found a bit of a niche. And then more and more people were doing it or more wedding engravers were getting Instagram because obviously people have been doing wedding engraving for like hundreds of years. I
0: think it's probably because it's quite a traditional technique isn't it? So without trying to generalise, do you reckon mm. most of the people who were really good at it were of an older or a different generation to you? Yeah
1: definitely, I think a lot of wedding engravers are older. Yeah, I felt like quite young amongst wedding engravers, and now on Instagram, wedding engravers that I know have been doing it longer than me I'm like fair play Great wedding engraving, And the ones that have been doing it more recently I feel really threatened mm. Really really Even though the ones that have been doing it longer Obviously probably the best But I feel threatened by the people Who are, have started recently And
0: I don't know why But I find it hard That's just because you feel like they're going to catch up with you Maybe and take away all of your followers Which again they're not going to But it's just that something goes in your brain It's just panic mode isn't it yeah, and it's great people are doing wood engraving.
1: If people do wood engraving, the people that supply me are still going to be able to keep going. We, like, we need wood engravers. It's a great technique. But it, it I can't lie and say it doesn't threaten me, because it really does. <laughs> Got to be honest. We pride this podcast on being
0: sometimes too honest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, as long as it helps other people to know that we're a complete mess too.
0: <laughs> okay. How not to be jealous of other small businesses' success and stop comparing yourself? I just think, and it's really hard because I don't follow this myself all the time, but I just think everyone is doing their own thing and Mm. succeeding in their own way and you've got to just focus on your own successes and your own strengths and you've got to you've got to be able to recognize yet someone else is doing really well and that's great I'm really happy for them but I'm also doing really well and if I'm not doing quite as well I can push myself to succeed even more and just focus on what you're doing because everyone's on their own journey and you can't constantly compare yourself because it will just grind you down. So when I realised that, this was back last year, and I
1: realised that the jealousy I was feeling on Instagram was making me a really, really unhappy person, I'd honestly wake up, I'd look at Instagram, see a post feel really jealous and I'd just be so upset all day and I'd feel I'd have such low self-esteem and confidence and it was I was miserable so then I decided I can't do this anymore I need to just sort this out so I came up with a plan of how to improve and combat the jealousy I was feeling obviously the easiest step to do if you're feeling really jealous especially of particular accounts is mute their account but I think that's kind of masking the problem a lot of the time and you're not actually working on yourself you're just kind of hiding from that and another account will pop up and you'll feel jealous of them so the first thing that I decided to do was if I saw a post that I was really jealous of or from a person I was jealous of I'd make myself like it to help (laughs) support them because before, if I was really jealous, I'd find it hard to like their posts because I was mm. so jealous, I'd find it really hard to help support them. So I'd make sure I'd like their post and also, if the post made me feel extra jealous, I'd comment as well just to give them that <laughs> extra support and just tell them how much I liked it. Um, and then if I saw another post that I really liked, I'd share it on my stories, try and share like one every two days, something like that. And then basically this proved to me that I was able to support these people and be really kind and share their work. And it didn't make me lose customers. It didn't make me lose followers. They didn't all jump ship and go, oh, they're better at wood engraving. I'll follow <laughs> them now. They stuck with me, but some of them also liked the other person's work and I was really grateful I'd shared it. That's
0: nice.
1: So I basically proved to myself that supporting others didn't mean that it would be to the detriment of myself and my success. Mm. and that has really helped because I am I worked on that for well it's been like eight months now and I'm so much happier and so much less jealous but it was so much work to do it and it was emotional because it was honestly in such a state with it but Mm. I would really recommend doing that
0: that's really really good advice
1: But also, if you are feeling miserable because of jealousy and social media is getting you down, do just come off it for a bit because you're not going to be good if your head's a mess. You need a clear head to make these changes anyway. Mm.
0: So at the moment, I've been feeling with Instagram... I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but I'm just not really gaining very many new followers. I'm not getting very many likes on my posts at all. And it is making me feel really jealous of people's posts that I see on Instagram where they're getting loads of likes or I'm I'm noticing accounts gaining loads of followers. And I think your advice is really valid there where seeing that, that isn't helping me at all. I just need to either stop looking and checking how many followers and likes other people are getting and just focus on myself or just take a break from instagram mm.
1: i found you know when we were talking in the instagram episode about likes being removed you can't see mm. likes on posts, so lots of people now don't have likes on their posts and i didn't realize how much i was looking because now i look and i'm like oh i can't see how many they got for that <laughs> does that annoy you it doesn't annoy me it's probably healthy for me but i was surprised at how much i'd noticed and how much i was looking mm. and comparing
0: okay i haven't been offered that um, no setting, I yeah. haven't
1: I haven't yet to make that moral decision um the other thing I did that helped combat feelings of jealousy, and I'm not saying I'm cured of jealousy, definitely not cured of jealousy, <laughs> but I'm definitely is affecting my mental health. Less. I reached out to people I was jealous of, and I just said i am um, like I had a conversation with them, and I said, "I really love your work and I'm actually really jealous of you and then I had a nice conversation, and it really diffused the situation in my mind, and most People are just lovely, and then often they're jealous of you. I think it's healthy mm. just to put it out in the open.
0: Yeah,
1: and also I do find, for me personally, if I'm jealous of someone, and but then I, if I'm friends with them, I feel a lot better. So if I'm really jealous of someone and it's upsetting me, I might just try and reach out and be friends, and then I'll just be happy.
0: Uh, you can't befriend everyone on Instagram, though. No, but there's
1: everyone's got a few people that are just they're just uber jealous of. And I think if you concentrate on those people and you reach out and realise that they're just really lovely, you'll feel better.
0: Were you uber jealous of me? Is that why we're friends? Yeah, you're my,
1: you're my nemesis. <laughs> that's why we now podcast together.
0: No, we, we, I think the nice thing about our work is that it is so different and we're doing such, such different things.
1: So that's the end of the questions. I think we covered quite a lot. I feel like it's been a nice therapy session for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot out.
0: Yeah, the thing is, we, we got lots of questions and a lot of them were very similar or overlapped or were just slightly differently worded, so... Which
1: does show that everyone's feeling the same.
0: Exactly. It shows that everyone's got the same same worries about feeling jealous all the time.
1: Yeah, and honestly, feeling jealous doesn't mean you're a bad person. It probably just shows you've got low self-esteem and you're feeling vulnerable. I was looking mm. up here, do you want another scientific fact from me this week? Oh, not again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to like, actually prep for these podcasts so I don't forget everything I want to say. So, science shows, just general, whole of, the whole of science agrees that <laughs> um, envy and jealousy use the same areas of the brain as physical pain. And I have honestly felt that when I'm really jealous, I feel uncomfortable in my body. Like, I feel it's almost like pain.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah, you're right. If, if if you are feeling super jealous about one particular thing, it does make you really upset, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. So you also need to learn to be kind to yourself. And if you're really feeling jealous, like that's a really valid emotion. And that is, it will affect your mental health and you need to look after that. Mm. Um, and also another thing to take away is if you're jealous of people, I'm sure other people are jealous of you. So hopefully that boosts your self-esteem, but also... Be aware of that and don't only show your best self. You need to show everything so you don't add to other people's feelings of jealousy unnecessarily.
0: I feel like you've come up with all the facts and I'm really jealous of you. (laughs) I don't have anything more to add because you've just like smashed it. Oh no, now I've added to your feelings of jealousy.
1: Now I feel like a bad person. I feel like if you're feeling like you don't have anything to add, hopefully we've covered a lot for people and you're all Mm -hmm. feeling a little bit less jealous. Yeah. And if you're not, that's fine too.
0: I think England just scored because Adam just shouted really loudly, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Did it?
1: Oh, yeah. hang on, I'm going to look up the score. So basically, we're recording this during the Euros semi final. When we were about to record the podcast, we realised it wasn't the FA Cup. It was the Euros.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought it was the World Cup. Oh, World I was, Cup? What's the I FA was, Cup? Uh, I was told that that was silly and it was not the World Cup, it was the Euros. And I just don't know how many football tournaments there need to be, really.
1: I don't know anything about football. Hang on, I'm just going to look up...
0: Uh, the score. Well, I can tell you. Uh, hang on, I'll predict from the noises that I've been hearing downstairs. Okay. I predict 1-0. Okay, I'm just typing it in. Oh
1: dear. I don't think he shouted yes unless he's secretly Danish. He did shout
0: yes. Well, Denmark have scored. He genuinely just shouted yes. It's 1-0 at the moment. To Denmark? Yeah, Maybe he shouted yes, because if Denmark wins, he won't have the the conscience of wanting to watch the final on my birthday. Yeah,
1: basically, we're really, no offence to any England fans, but we really are not keen on them winning, because it's Bee's birthday on the (laughs) date of the final, and Adam just will be watching football, and it will just overshadow your day.
0: Basically, he watched the quarterfinals with his friends, and he came home, and he said really sheepishly, um, did you know that if we if we get to the final, it's on your birthday, and do you think it would be okay if I went and watched it? And I just, I mean, I can't show you my facial expression via a podcast, but it was very much a look of, no, I don't think that would be okay.
1: <laughs> I would not be okay with that.
0: No, you can't just leave me alone on my birthday to watch the football. I don't care. We need England to lose today. Mm-hmm. Sorry, England. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh,
1: I just checked the webpage. I just refreshed it, and now it's it's one one. Oh, so you yeah. must have just got but Google didn't know yet.
0: No, okay, that makes way more sense. Oh no! So ah, oh, this is a bit tense, though, for you. Oh yeah, but if they go to penalties,
1: yeah. they'll lose in penalties. Oh, will they? Okay, cool. I don't know anything. Apparently, apparently, that's
0: a thing. Okay, cool. We're all good then. So me and Molly had quite an exciting week this week because we launched our first ever out of ink merchandise, Mm -hmm. our No Issue Tote Bags.
1: Thank you so much to No Issue for gifting us these tote bags and supporting our podcast.
0: It felt weird having merch, didn't it? I loved it and I keep telling Molly that I'm absolutely desperate for t-shirts now basically um just want to say thank you to every single one of you who's purchased a tote bag because we so appreciate your support and um molly didn't think we'd sell any so no i didn't because i i have
1: never sold tote bags before and i just i just had no idea what was going to happen but i think it shows how much first of all how lovely the design is if you haven't seen it go and check it out it's on either of our shops and you can still purchase them Be kindly designed it, of course. And also the support that you've all shown us is really lovely.
0: I can't wait for you to all use them out in the wild and spread the word of the Out of Ink podcast. How exciting.
1: And we also said when we launched them that we were going to tell you in this episode how to be in with the chance of winning one for yourself. So we're going to give five away. All you need to do is share the Out of Ink podcast on your Instagram stories and tag both of us. It's up to you how you share it. You can get creative or you can just share the link from Spotify or share a screenshot from whatever podcast app you use if you share the podcast by sunday the 25th of july 2021 you'll be in with a chance of winning
0: thanks so much for listening we can't believe we've made it to episode seven um if you have enjoyed listening please make sure that you subscribe rate and review our podcast because it really helps and we love reading your reviews Yeah, we do Uh, So what topic have we decided to do next week, Molly? So I think we've decided
1: on art education, so we can chat about our experience at art school, pros and cons, what we learnt, what we didn't.
0: And, yeah, thought it would be a fun one. Sounds good. So if you do have any questions for us about that, then do email them in to outofinkpodcasts at gmail.com or message me and Molly on Instagram.